podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club at 22, the Rangers podcast and welcome back to Club Deck Corner. The next league season is only days away so Club Deck Corner returns to preview in the upcoming season and we finish off with a bit of fun as we give our thoughts on who we think the player of the year will be, who we think the top goal scorer will be and the unsung hero award or the kind of surprise package of the season if you like. Uh, we're actually going to keep track of this stuff I think yeah, and then maybe do one later in the later in the year, but we'll see. We'll see how we're not that we're not that organised. Uh, I am your host, Scott Carney, as always, and joining me is everybody. Ali, how are you, mate? You moved into your parents' loft? Yep. I'm in Aberdeen. I'm in your mum's loft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in my flat, mate. You've got no chance you're in her loft. Yeah. No, I'm in it. Yeah, no, I'm in Aberdeen. I'm in uh just up for work today, back tomorrow. So I thought I would bring all my podcast stuff, Carney, and show a bit of commitment. Like, he loves getting that in, doesn't he, man? Like, look how committed <laughs> I am to the podcast. Uh, Scotia, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Carney, looking forward to doing this. As we were just saying off there, there it's been ages since we've actually done a non-sort of live version of the pod. You know, I know they do the after, we've done a couple of aftermatch recently, but you still really class them as live because we're out and about at the pub right after the game. So it'll be interesting to see if we can remember what we're actually doing or something like this. Yeah. I can actually concentrate on what you are saying now and not constantly get distracted by comments, which uh, which is a, a wee bit of a relief. And you can even even we do the live ones from the like the pub and that we still we do it. It's first time, like <laughs> whatever whatever happens after the first time it goes up, I just can tell by the one after was it the Tottenham game with that guy with the bin and the guy asking to take selfies and yeah, that. Oh, that was, was that uh, like West Ham a Blackpool game that was. Oh, West, but was it? Uh, was it a Blackpool yeah, it was game? Blackpool game. Wasn't uh, it? Wasn't the Tottenham game because we were all there. Sorry, Ryan, how are you, mate? I'm good. That's uh, nice of you to play the intro music there at the beginning of that pod. That was that was good. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> could you let you away with it, mate? Could not let you away with it. Oh, mate. Thanks for that, mate. That's a bit, yes, I know. I'd uploaded it, mate, and I was like, oh, I've done it now. I forgot I had the intro music. I know. I thought there was something wrong with my phone when, like, the next time I was doing it, I was like, boss, why is, why is this not playing? No, my fault. So, everybody that did listen to it, the audio, the people who are listening to it, the audio, I feel sorry for the most because they, were, they must have been like, this isn't working. This isn't working. And then skip forward and like, missed half of it. So, apologies for that. I missed the intro music. It's like, see, when I make a typo mistake on like one of the videos or the titles of the video, people are no slow to tell me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, like, I'll put a one instead of a zero. Like, I'm down, it's all right, like, make mistakes, but yeah, no, um, really looking forward to doing this. Um, Club Deck Corner being back, it's good, gets us back into the swing of things before the, the season kicks off. So, before we do it, I'm going to turn into GBX a wee bit here. Uh, I do apologize. First of all, I need to give a massive shout to proper frame displays who have framed my top for me, um, which uh, I'm absolutely delighted about. Um, really good. Uh, the service is absolutely fantastic. Um, you can check them out at Twitter. It's at proper displays. 
proper display even and their Instagram is proper frame displays. Uh, great guy, uh, absolutely superb guy and yeah, I am absolutely chuffed with that. It's going up in the wee man's room, so delighted about that. Also, um, on Saturday, during the reaction pod, I forgot a few things. Um, Stuart from Dundee, uh, for buying us a pint in the pub. Thank you very much, mate. Very much appreciated. Very generous of you. And it was nice to meet Alan as well, just after full time on the concourse. It's always good, Ali, isn't it, when we have listeners come up and say hello to us and Darren's there. It's brilliant, because Darren thinks this is all make-believe. We say that people actually come <laughs> up and say hello to us. And every every game he's came to Ibrook, somebody's come over and Way to meet us. Um, so I it's good to it's good that Darren gets to see that. So we did give him a signed photo um <laughs> later on in the night for him. Uh, Darren doesn't even listen to these podcasts, I know no, he doesn't, but I had to get that, that in there. I'm sure someday we'll tell Darren that he's been mentioned. Uh, but yeah, and just on a personal note, I need to give a massive thank you to Gordon, Alan, Megan, along with the rest of the family that gave me very kind gifts. Uh, they sat next to me in the club deck and they gave me very nice gifts for the wee man. So very much appreciated. Right, enough of the GBX stuff into Rangers news. Uh, and first of all, we'll start with the signing of Ridvan Yilmaz. A statement on the website said... Rangers Football Club are today delighted to announce the signing of Turkish international Ridvan Yilmaz on a five-year deal. The manager said, I'm really pleased to have added Ridvan to our squad and I believe he will bring a lot of quality to the club. I've been really impressed with his development in a really demanding winning environment over the last few seasons. I'm looking forward to welcoming him to the train training in the coming days and seeing him in action for the first time. And finally, many men, Ross Wilson said Gio and I were clear in our desire to invest in a high potential and high quality left back we have now secured that in the signing of Ridvan Yilmaz Ryan I promised you I was going to quote something mate and I am going to quote it to you (laughs) Uh, in the group chat last night you said that was basically Ross Wilson saying if you want to win anything or you want to um, secure up the left hand side Borner's a wee bit of a bomb scare time to go spend so your thoughts on the signing mate I would, uh, I would echo that if Ross Wilson has actually said that. I would echo that. I think, just like his other signings, Gio has addressed a part of the an area, an area of the the field that he sees as a problem. So for me, last season, left back when Borna was playing was a problem. There is no doubt about it. He put in some horrific performances, not good enough. And um, yes, I know he's he's played well the past couple of games and. I think he was it the St. Hung game you guys were at as well. Um, I think he played well in that game as well. But for me, too little, too late. I think he's fortunate to still be at Rangers. And um, it'll, time, will, time will tell whether he gets back into the team. But this guy we've signed as our left-back now. He, we spent quite a bit of money on him. He comes with a lot of talk. I've never heard of him, I'll be honest. Seen him on YouTube, as I said in the last pod. He looks like Roberto Carlos. Um, he's an internationalist and he's come with a 20% sell-on fee. They yeah. obviously think this is a stepping stone. They think this is going to be a stepping stone to bigger things, which excites me. It makes me think that this boy is is a real deal and I'm excited to see him. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just another area of the part that Gio's looking to address and bring in extra quality and upgrade. And it sounds like this boy's a boys upgrade we're looking for yeah Ali it's been a long time since there's been well 
since there's been a transfer window, I suppose I'm probably right in that, that there seems to be hype around pretty much everybody that we've went in for. To a certain extent, I don't mean like world news or anything like that, but I mean everybody had something to, positive to say. Usually, like in recent times, mate, it's not really been the case. From reading into it, um, it looks like it's around £5 million the deal uh, is worth in total. It's been a long time since we've been linked with a player with that sort of money. Um, I'm going to be honest, that sort of money. I think Ryan Kent was the last one that we really splashed out on. So what are your thoughts on this, mate? I do think this is Ryan is spot on. He's coming here to play. I definitely come to play. Borner turns 30 this year. So he's not getting any younger, Borna. Um, this boy's 21. Played a lot of games for Besiktas in a tough league and a team that needs to win week in, week out, like us. So it's um, it's a good grounding for him to play there and then come to us. So I'm expecting big things. I did expect, I always use the word, a blue chip signing this this window. I think this boy could be it. Um, obviously, there's a 20% selling clause on the, the profit I think it is if we do go into selling but that's that's the model that this boy's coming in to play for us for a few seasons do us a turn and then we'll punt him in a few years probably for hopefully mega bucks um but as Ryan said I mean you go on YouTube and see him he, he, he looks like he's got it all <laughs> put a good ball in the box he's got flicks and tricks he looks kind of quick he's he looks like he'll suit our team but I mean YouTube makes everyone look brilliant but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this boy. I don't know when he'll play. He obviously won't play Saturday. I don't even think he'll play on a Tuesday either. So we might see him probably the first home game of the season. I'd expect to see him then. But no, I'm, I'm buzzing to see the lad. And it's um, it's an encouraging signing because a lot of top teams were in for him. Our friends, Frankfurt, were in for him. Didn't go there. And he's chose Rangers. And he's chose Rangers because he's looked at us in Europe last season and went, I want a bit of that. And he's like I say, he's seen Bassey and Joe Rebo go on to big teams now. So you'll see us as a stepping stone, as bad as it is to sit to say that about our team, because we are we are a big team, but let's be honest, we are a stepping stone to these major leagues, and that's where you'll probably see us as. Yeah, again, I agree, mate. I do. I think it is very much looked at as a stepping stone for him, and the, the deal says that, I think. Um, Scotia is just carrying on on that theme. is a five-year deal. Again, it's not a very common thing you see in football nowadays, as uh, five years. And the thing I like most about that is we can you can have three years out of him and then still cash in on him because he'll still have two years left on his, on his contract. And the fact that they want 20% included on the... the on the sell-on or the profit that we make on him. Um, again, I think that shows how much Rangers want him, believe in him as well, the fact that we even accepted that as part of the terms of the deal. So what's your thoughts on this, mate? Yeah, I think it's a really good good deal. What I will say to start off with as well is, I wish they'd done this everywhere, but the way that the Turkish teams have to kind of announce stuff yeah. to, to like the, the, the authorities over there, so there's no one kind of making up silly prices or what it's not. So we actually know... You said sorry, the prices that you said there at the start, you know, we know that's a fact. Um, so it's a really good bit of business because I think stuff was getting quoted around at about like a six million pound or six million euro starting point, not including add-ons. So given that it's only five million for the add-ons, it's really good. Um, yeah, this player excites me. I kind of I get what Ryan's saying. I know I've said often enough that you know I still quite like Warner Barisic, but I think with this guy, he probably 
suits the way that Gio wants to play more than Borna does. And um, yeah, I can see him having a pretty good and impressive impact for us over the course of the season. I know we spoke a wee bit about him on, on Friday, but he, he looks the real deal, I think. Just looking again, looking at YouTube, how much can you draw out of that? Not really much, but he does look really good. The fact that he was wanted by so many teams, as has been alluded to, is really good. And I really like the way his interview when he was leaving Besiktas, sort of saying that, you know, he, yeah, it was time for him to move on, but he wanted to give something back to the club because they're his team and stuff like that. And I like that in a player, that it gets, shows them a bit of loyalty and it shows that they're not just there fanning about, as it were. Um, it kind of it reminded me similar to what happened, see, when Davis ended up leaving and signed for Southampton, but told Southampton to give us, us the money. Something similar to that, that I like seeing that in players. So, no, that straight away gets me in the... And him and my good books, then um, hopefully I can go on and have a cracking season. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ryan, before I move on from this, I think we've... And it's not kind of no disrespect to Borna. He's been he's been a decent servant for the club, and when he was playing well, he was great. He is great, Borna, when he's in, in top form, but we have spoken at the mentality side before. I think what um, Yelmaz offers is... Again, I'm going to use cliches, but it offers balance in terms of what James Tavernier offers on the right-hand side. I think Gio's been looking for that on the left-hand side, and if he is to, if we're to believe the kind of hype that's around him, um, and also what Scotia mentioned about the figures, the figures have come out, and you've seen what they are. Unless you're a, a, a supporter of another team that play in Glasgow, then you believe none of what you actually officially see. But in terms of his actual actual playing side, this could give the balance that. I mean, if he's if he offers three quarters, half to three quarters the amount of what Tav can, we're going to have a frightening set of like attacking fullbacks. Yeah. I know I sound harsh when I talk about Borna, but I do see him as a one trick pony. Yes, he was a good servant for Rangers in the fifty five season. What did we get him for? Was it two million pounds? Something like that. And he's I mean his delivery of the ball, it was different class that season. It really was. He I don't know how many goal assists he had for us that season and he's done a job for us, Borna and a but not a bad a bad squad player to have as well. If this boy finds himself injured or whatever, or uh, Gio needs to rotate the team, Ball is not a, a terrible player to bring in. I just do feel that off the back of last season, I just can't get the image of him bending down before the ball's even in the back of the net at Parkhead. I just can't get it out of my head, can they? Just It's the wrong attitude for me. It's just it's not good enough. And Yes, I struggle to go over things like that, as you know. Um, <laughs> but Borna... For me, offensively as well, as a one-trick pony, he wants to cross early. Borna Barisic is the biggest problem with Borna is, is Borna Barisic's confidence. That's what it is. If he's a confident player, he looks completely different. If his confidence isn't there, you will see him pass the ball back constantly. Um, but this guy, as you say, looks as if he's going to offer an attacking option as well. And hopefully he can defend as well, but he does look as if he's going to be able to come inside the way Tav does hit the line, hit the early ball, link up with the, the strikers or the midfielders and just offer something completely different to Borna Barish which doesn't have to his game. And yeah, I'm excited to see him. If he, as you say, if he plays or offers to his game what Tavernier does, then we've definitely got an exciting... Because we are quite heavy down the right sometimes when we're attacking. We rely on Tav a lot. 
if we can do that down the left hand side, then I'll be very confident as against most teams next season. Yeah, Ali, I also think the 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 kind of performance that Borna had at the West Ham game during pre season. It did look like we were focusing a lot more down her left-hand side and whether that was a last throw of the dice for Gio to have a look to see if Borna was going to be capable of doing what he wants him to do, I'm not sure. I did think he was good, but it was pre-season, so you have to kind of take that with a pinch of salt, I suppose. But now, do you think with Yilmaz coming in, this opens up the 3-5-2, surely? Yeah, I think so. Like Ryan says, he looks he looks more attacking, this boy. He looks more like a a tav on the left-hand side. Because Borna does go up and down the park, but you see him get to the halfway line a lot of time and he'll he'll check back and play it inside or something. I, I don't think that's his real game, Borna up and down, up and down like Tav. Um, and this boy looks like he can go up and down that park all day long. So, yeah, we've got the players to play now. Goldson, Suter, and obviously Davies there as well. Um, yeah, I, I think he... I think he'll change it more about in certain games because he's got the players now to do it. So, I f- yeah, I fully expect um, Gio to tinker with the formation in certain games this season. Yeah, I think this signing definitely opens up that. Scotia, you being the defender at heart, do you see... I think you've, you've, you're probably the one that maybe came originally up with me and started floating the idea to us to talk about that um, it does open up a lot of more flexibility uh, and I say even what Ryan's saying, Bonnard is a wee bit kind of one trick um, and his image that he can't get out his head is bending down, I agree, I can't get I can't get that out of my head, I also can't get past a Celtic player shouting at him that he was a certain type of bag, I can't <laughs> I mean, you, that shouldn't be happening, so it's no disrespect on Borna, it's what I'm saying, Scotia, but we have to upgrade if we're going to continue to improve. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I, I mean, I've said this before and I'll keep saying it, I think. I still think if you're judging Borna in last season, you need to factor in the fact that he was injured at the very start of pre-season and stuff. And then I think, and I think the Celtic game, yes, he was absolutely terrible and it didn't help them. And I think that's really made a lot of people's minds up about him. But I still thought Borna was, was all right. Last season, what he did last season, he reminded me of. I don't know if you remember when Lee Wallace came back from his injury. We were going up through the divisions. When Lee Wallace came back, you could see that there's something that getting taken out of him and he wasn't bombing up as much as he used to. So I don't know if that injury hindered Borna in that respect as well. So bringing Yilmaz in, younger player, and it will be a bit of an upgrade, I think. And as well, it's a player in here definitely going to be vying for left back. I don't think he can play like Bassey did inside. So it means that. You know, it's going to have to improve Borna's performances as well if he's wanting to get into the team, which is only a good thing for us that if both players are competing for that jersey. But I fully expect it to be Yilmaz once he's once he's up and running. Yeah, it certainly it doesn't cure the wound that it be all half with Bassi leaving, but it certainly helps when they're bringing in a player uh, of this calibre with this potential. So yeah, good signing from Rangers. Uh, Rangers held an open day training session at Ibrooks on Monday, which saw the return to the field of a certain Alfredo Morelos. Uh, good to see the Buffalo back in the grass, that's for sure, uh, and hopefully not too long to go until we see him in competitive action. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up, Ali, there was an interesting bit of news. Uh, from Gio regarding Alfredo uh, when he was talking to Sky Sports about the contract situation and he said he is very positive of a new contract and I by he I think he meant Alfredo uh, and hopefully in the coming weeks it will happen this would be massive news for the club I think mate to get Alfredo signed up and 
he could have just sidestepped the question, but he didn't. Uh, he actually made comment on it, so it looks like Alfredo could be signing a new deal. Yeah, I think so. And we've talked about it for last couple of months, to be honest, about Morelos, and we've all been pretty comfortable thinking he probably will sign a deal with us out of him and Kent. That's the two you talk about all the time. And we've all been pretty comfortable, I think, saying we think Morelos will sign a deal because we've, we've said for Fred, he's happy in Glasgow. I don't know how many times I need to say he's, he's got his wee kid, his, 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 his missus as well, his happy sanctuary that I bring up all the time. He's got, his, <laughs> he's got, he's got a, a platinum a booth card named for after him. him. <laughs> do what he wants. Seen him with the cannons. With the, I've seen him do all that. So will he get that elsewhere? I don't know. But uh, no, jokes aside, yeah, Gio, like you say, Carney, would not have said that to Sky Sports if there was nothing in it. He could have easily sidestepped that and that says to me he will be signing a contract with else. It doesn't mean he's playing with us for the next three years or whatever, but it means we're protecting an asset. It's a big asset. And but if he does sign a I don't know, a three year deal, for instance, it protects him in terms of if he does well and we get a Champions League and he starts firing goals and teams come in for him, that's when you start talking big bucks again. So yeah, it's very positive. Very positive, Scotia. Uh and I, 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 I can't really. I'm obviously I'm delighted about this, mate. Like, of course I am. Like, I think it's incredible news and it's very encouraging, um, especially with, with Tav as well. Like it looks like Tav's going to be signed up. That looks like that's going to happen. And in terms of that, it's all just it's all nicely coming together. It is, yeah, this news sort of leads into what you're going to ask after this as well, so I'll keep this one a bit shorter, um, but it's the Alfie, that news coming out, like Ali, like yourself, yeah, I've always kind of thought in the back of my head that he's going to stay on, but something that I was thinking about that we don't really often speak about with our players is that we speak about it with players from other teams that they want away because the manager's not bringing in players to excite them. Um, Whereas I think some of the business we've done in this transfer, it's maybe Alfie's looking at that and going, oh, wait a minute, I'll stick around and see this. So, yeah, delighted with the news. Yeah, you were making a really great point there. I don't know if it happened for everybody else. Broke up, but you made, no, but I, I get what you mean, mate. Like, players would get a wee bit annoyed um, by the manager not improving the squad. Whereas Ryan Scotia is spot on there. Gio has improved the squad. And maybe Alfredo is going, this isn't a bad place to be. And I do still think, because we got to, obviously, Europa League final last year, and I'm not saying for any stretch of imagination we're going to get there again, but Alfredo might think, I've got a bit unfinished business here. Yeah, he'll definitely think, and I think it's a good point, Scotia made. Players like Morelos, who will be attracting attention elsewhere, there's no doubt about it. Just because the daily record doesn't say it doesn't mean it's not happening. <laughs> um, I think that's a big, big thing for for the likes of Morelos to see that Gio is, and trying to, he is trying to improve the team and we're not just standing still. I still think that Morelos will play this the way he's entitled to play it. And I think he'll play it out for maybe a month yet, just in case anything comes in from him. I don't think he'll be quick to put pen to paper. I think he's probably had a conversation with Gio and said, yeah, I'm up for signing. But I don't think he'll be quick to put pen to paper. Why should he? He is at a stage where... He's got a year left. Yes, he probably wants to stay here and his wife's happy with the balloon shops here. But <laughs> there could be suitors for him that could come in next month. You know what the merry-go-round's like. You know what it's like down in England. You know what it's like when 
teams start panicking because of it's a bad result and the window's still open, I think he will sit and wait. I do, after what Gio said, I can see him signing now, but I don't think it'll be in the next week or two. I think this could be run on for another month yet and he's got every every right to do so. It's the last year he's contracted. What to make sure this is the right the right, uh, the right deal for him. So, yes, I think he's going to sign Carney. I think we need to be patient with it. Yeah, um, tolerance and sanity, mate. Uh, also, I think, though, if 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 we let Goldton away with what we let Goldton away with for leaving us with that long, then Alfredo has much more credit in the bank. So if it takes another month, it takes another month, just as long as Alfredo decides to stay. And I don't, I, Ali's spot on as well. It's not stay. I don't mean as if he's committing his future, but it protects us and it protects the club for him because he is one of our main assets. And if he has a good season... Ali's again spot on. He goes for the money that we that we expect to get for him. And that leads me on to the transfer window as a whole. Um, we have seen the majority of the new signings. Um, it has been a while since, as I said, every player has had some element of buzz around it. Possibly a sign of where the club is now, um, and on paper at least. And uh, the signings so far... I'd say, and the possibility of getting Tav signed up. I mean, we could still get Kent, Kent, Kent signed up and Alfredo Morelos signed up. So, Scotia, I know it's hard to judge. The season's not started yet. But in terms of this window, this has been one of the best that I can remember in recent times. I think so, yeah. I think in terms of the players coming in, contracts getting signed up and things with Goldson and, and Tav looking likely, that news with Morelos as well looking likely. You know, it's it's quite exciting. Um, so I think in terms of outlay, I think we've spent around about roughly 12 to 13 million quid and we've brought in about 27 and a half million from the sales of Aribo, Itten and Bassey. So that's a really good window in my book. We've never had a window like that before in terms of getting money, good money in for players and then reinvesting it properly in areas of the park and sort of types of players that we need in your likes of Matondo and Lawrence. And we'll see what Tillman's like because he obviously on loan, but he could be that type of player as well that we've been been crying out for for a few seasons. I looked through the sorry, last four or five transfer windows, and I think the last one that you were probably getting excited about was Gerrard's first season in the door, and it needed mm. to be an overhaul because the, the squad was a shambles after that point. So you had your likes of Goldson, Barisic, Katic, Davis come in and loan. Don't even want to mention Grezda, but Grezda came in and there was a wee bit of hype around him at, at the start him. as well. Yeah, and, Mur- and Murphy, I think, came in as well. So there was a hype around these players at the time in terms of, no, we think they could do do a job. Obviously, a couple of them didn't work out, but the vast majority of them that came in did work out. And then ever since then, it's maybe been Kent coming in and actually getting Kent signed up as a player, getting Ruth and Hadji in, up Hadji properly as a player as well the following season. And then last season was um, a really disappointing transfer window. And if you look at this season's transfer window, this should have happened at the start of last season, I think, in terms of these type of players coming in. And why it didn't, I don't really know. But no, I'm very pleased with the, the way the transfer window's gone so far. Yeah, definitely. I think it's probably down to it's probably down to the, the way that we've... <clears throat> We've managed to sell the players on and we've managed to make the amount of profit that we have. Uh, and the board, I think, deciding at this point that they wouldn't pr- provide the kind of transfer. Kitty, that's what the that's what the rumours were anyway, that the board were not kind of stumping up the cash this time round. So this one is less less risk involved, I suppose, because the profit's already been made. Right, Ryan, tell me this has been a poor window. <laughs> 
I don't want to jump in and say what that lot <laughs> said last or two seasons ago and said I'm just sitting here and looking and what a window. Listen, everything looks everything looks great just now and it's a great feeling, but I feel so anxious when I'm at it. It's the kind of same when see when Rangers are playing well during the season. You start thinking to yourself, Oh God, something's gonna go wrong or when they drop points or it's the same feeling. It's yes, Matondo looks the answer on the right hand side and how can Taylorman be bad? He's come for Bayern Munich and the left-back's coming as a £5 million price tag. What can possibly go wrong here? What I will say is Gio looks as if he's done the business. Again, address the areas that need addressed. Our profit margin is huge. Done the business there. Everything looks good, but it's just time will tell, Carney. It's one of those ones. I'm not going to be bumping my gums to that mob saying, oh, we're going to wipe the floor with you and wait till you see Madondo, he's going to rip you apart, rip you apart. I'm happy. I am very happy what Rangers have done and what Ross Wilson's done in this window. I knew we would. I knew Gio wasn't coming here to just sit and be a yes man. There was people saying that that's what he was. He was never going to be that for me. And um, yes, I am excited to see these players get into action and play consistently for Rangers and it's it's what I wanted. It's a geo look team. Gerard's team are gone. As far as I can see, it's you've still got the old Gardera goals and Tav. But for me, the identity of Gerard's team is gone, and that's what I wanted. Uh, I wanted to see Gio bring his own players in. And I think Dave Voss has got a big say in a lot of these signings because they're young boys. And, and he came from the Ajax Youth Academy, as I always mentioned. I think he's had a big say in this. I think he's had a list of players that he's probably said to Gio. If they come here and be successful, we'll sell them on for a big profit. And yeah, it looks as if we've had a really good window. Time will tell. Yes, I know. I know it's hard. It's hard not to get a wee bit carried away considering how yeah. good it looks. Ali, there's always going to be a failure. There's always going to be someone that doesn't quite turn out to be who you think it's who you think what you think they're going to be for the club, even. Um, but so far, so good, mate. From what we've seen. Yeah. I'm- Delighted with the window so far. Like Ryan says, it's, it's, it looks good on paper. But let's, let's see them in the, the flesh to see if it all comes together. Just because you spent five million on a left back doesn't mean he's going to come in and rip the league up. You've looked at that across the city and us in previous years gone by. They brought in big bucks. Barney the uh, Barney the dinosaur. I was used to say, which was Barkas at five million. You've seen what happened there, but it it could it could happen to us as well. You don't know. You don't know with these players, but um, it looks good. I did say after last season, this team needed a refresh. They'd been together for the best part of four years. We'd brought in bits and bobs to add to it. Um, but it needed a refresh. I wanted four first-team starters. That's what I wanted for this season. And I think I've pretty much got it. The boy left-back, um, Lawrence, Matondo, Tillman. That's my four. I think and Davies are suited as well. So he's, he's gave me what I wanted for this team going forward. So... I'm just I'm just buzzing to see on Saturday and the Tuesday and going forward just, just how it looks. Um because on paper it does look good. But let's let's as Ryan says, we kinda get too kind of like certain other like the other side of the city when they had a good transfer window apparently. But um no, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit patiently, see what it's about when I see it in the flesh, and then I'll judge. I'll judge in a few weeks' time. But um I'm very happy as we stand at the moment. Ali says you'll judge in a few weeks' time. Fifteen minutes at the Livingston game, and Ali will have made his oh, decision well, on that. Every every new signing. Of course, I'll walk out of the pub. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you something now. He, ju- he judged me oh, on Matondo on Saturday night when he was walking down Paisley Road West. He was very happy with Matondo. Well, yeah, speaking of Matondo, there's a crazy rumour flying about that he was out for like yeah, months. He's away for a precaution scan. Um, there's nothing in it. It might be a couple of days. It might not make the weekend, but it's nothing to worry about as far as as far as the reports are saying. Um, well, the trusted sources that I trust anyway have come out and said that it's everything's fine. So, uh, yeah, just don't believe crazy Twitter, honestly, Rangers Twitter. So before before we move on, just a time for uh, for for a word from our sponsors, Manscaped. Got Bush, you definitely do. If you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor, Manscaped, taking control of your bush is important these products are so good you're going to be showing pride in your new bush free garden it's a fact that you will have the best kept nut sack on the cul-de-sac save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code club at 22 for 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com crotch discomfort hurting your game fear no more the crop the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable and flexible. The brand new boxers 2.0. Take your balls to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming, so you can wear the boxers 2.0 for the chilling. Finish it off with the Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver, the spray-on Testy Toner, which is Scotia's favourite. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com if you use our code CLUB at 22. What will your balls do, Scotia? They will thank you. Yes, they will thank you. Thank you, Manscaped, for the continued support. And please do go check out their products. They generally are brilliant. The boxers are class. And if you use our code, you'll be supporting our podcast. So it's a win-win. Uh, that's great. Let's move on. Uh, see, Ali, that's how you read out a promo. Did you see that, mate? Did you hear it? Did you, hear, did you take notes? Did, did, you, did you take notes now to do it? <laughs> uh, so before we move on to the season ahead, we'll just quickly round up this window with probably what um, Ryan was saying, Gio putting his stamp on this team. Um, we obviously played a closed doors game on Sunday against Queen's Park and won the game 3-2 after going two down. Really a run out for the players that need that needed it, even after not getting time against Spurs on Saturday. However, it did have me thinking, uh, Ryan, who still in the squad looks like they are on their way out, uh, and who you who you surprised by that might be on their way out, or are you? Oh, who am I surprised by? I don't know. I th- well, when Katic came back and I saw that he was like he was training, I thought he was going to get a goal under Gio. I did. I thought Gio was going to give him a goal because Katic is raw. There's no doubt about it. Out of the ball with his feet. Cartage gives you something that we struggle with. We seem to be set pieces and corner kicks. Don't have somebody to just clear the ball. And I think Cartage is very good at that. Now, before MD jumps in the comments when I listen to this and say, oh, he's not good enough, I'm just saying, I think Cartage is very good in the air. And I think uh, maybe Ben Davies is the guy, because as I said, I've not seen him. But I think we need someone like that. So I was quite surprised that he didn't get a chance. But maybe Gio's watched him. Maybe he's watched him when he played these games. I know he didn't play a lot, but when he's played on loan and he's maybe had a look at him when he's he's come back and trained and just not fancied him. But he's probably the only one that kind of, I was a wee bit kind of surprised that he didn't get his chance. The rest of them, I think as there's four mentioned this season, is it Simpson, Katic, Katic. Kelly, Some, um, Kelly and somebody else, isn't it? Middleton, Middleton. 
Middleton, yeah, Middleton for me, he's got, he's got to go. He's just, he just keeps cropping up. I'm no offence to the lad, but we can't just keep bringing him back and put him out on loan and whatever. So, yeah, that sounds right, Kelly. A bit um, disappointed because I thought any time he's played with us, he's looked tidy enough. But maybe he just doesn't fit in. When you look and you've got McCann and Lowry chapping at the door, then maybe he's just not at that level. But no, we've got we need to cut this squad. This squad is big. Um, I think we need to do a bit of chopping. So yeah, it's time to get rid of those kind of squad players who have just not made the grade and make way for the likes of McCann, Lowry. This Lovelace is making a lot of noise as well, I've noticed. And the boy, I think we mentioned him on Saturday when we were in the pub. Is it a shaka you call him? The boy that's on trial. Do you use any use noise name? Is it a shaka? Do you know him? No, I can't remember his name. It's merely a shaka, I think. He's, he's on trial just now anyway. But he's caught the eye as well. And um, yeah, it just, it's, it's kind of out of the old and in with the new, currently the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, it has to be. I think it all gets to it all gets to the point where you have to rotate. You have to rotate what's there, and if they are not quite to the standard required, then it has to move on. Ali, I think we're always going to have a soft spot for Nico Katic because he scored against Celtic, mate. So it's one of those things that he'll always be remembered fondly for when you score against Celtic. You almost become immortal, uh, but. Ryan's spot on with like players like Middleton. Middleton, even when he's been back and he's been playing with us pre season, he just even he believes, I think, that I don't belong here. Glenn Middleton, yeah, he burst into the team years ago. And remember, he played against Villarreal and he, he looked good, and you all went, Oh, god, this boy, but he just disappeared. And he's been in loans, he's been at St Johnston and that, and he's it's never worked. He had a chance to go to Holland, I think it was, and he. He picked the, I think he picked St Johnston, whoever it was at the time, which I thought was the wrong move for him. I thought he should have went and tried somewhere else. But he's in the same camp as like Jake Hasty, who we took in, who's disappeared down to Hartlepool on a permanent now. Yeah. Falls into that camp. So, yeah, for Middleton, he's, end of the day, and it's sad to say it, is he's, he's not good enough for us at this present point. We want to go to the next level, Carney, which I keep going on about, and he's not going to take us to the next level, unfortunately. Um, a St Johnson or that is probably his level to be honest so wish him no harm or anything but he's one we'll need to go off Stephen Kelly again unfortunate he looked decent last pre-season but he's kind of in the same ballpark again Kelly he'll probably go and have a really good career um, the one I would maybe punt out and loan is Zakowski. I would maybe keep Devine as backup to um, Tav and I would put Zakowski out and loan I'd don't know if he rates him or not, but I've not seen him really, but he needs game time. I would punt him out and loan for a, for a season. Maybe to a team in a premiership, just to get him used to playing here. But that's what I would do. And with Katic, I think his, his, uh, his time is up. We've got too many centre-halves. Jack Simpson, another one we've not even mentioned. We need to get rid of him, but yeah, he's in a big contract, so he doesn't need to go anywhere, Jack Simpson. He can sit tight if he wants. Um, he's entitled to do that. But Katic, for me... I think that injury really hampered him. It really did because yeah. he looked the machine carney and then we last when he, we seen him coming back and they went, Oh, we could have a player here and then he was out for a season, then they went loan. It's sad to say, but Nico Katz is one I would let go as well. I really and I love the big guy, but I'd let him go. Yeah, I agree. I think it's so hard for a a kind of first teamer when they have such a big injury and then you see kind of unexpectedly them going out on loan they very rarely recover from that 
you know what I mean? You, you see it down south as well that player, play, there's players that people aren't willing to buy, but they'll take them on loan or whatever. Um, and it just never works out for them when they return to their parent club. It's just one of those things. Scotia, are you a wee bit shocked that Kelly's in that, that kind of short list that looks like it's floating about? If I'm being honest, not really, because he's it's got to the stage where he's never really been given the opportunity. And it's just he's, years go by and by, and, and you, the amount of players that we've got in the midfield area. I mean, it was like that last season as well. We had quite a lot of central midfielders and you didn't really see where he was going to get. You maybe thought a couple of cup games here and there over the course of the season, mm-hmm. but it never materialised. Obviously, it was down at Salford and whatnot. So not really, if I'm being honest. I don't. It's not surprising that he's there. But I mean, looking at our first team squad, we've got 37 players in our first team squad. That's gigantic. I know G- yeah, sure. Gerard liked it. Gerard liked a really, really sort of 25, 26-man first team squad. I don't know if Gio maybe prefers something a wee bit heavier. So it's going to be really interesting because by Thursday night, this Thursday, um, can't remember, don't know what day that, 20, Thursday the 28th, we need to have submitted our A-list team in for the games against um, Union San Angelesi. Um, and that's a 25-man team. And eight of the, those need to be homegrown. So okay. there's only 17 places up for grab. Now, obviously, there's a few injuries, Morelos, Ruth, Hadji, Hellander, so they obviously definitely wouldn't be in that squad. But I think you're looking roughly, there's probably about 15, 16, maybe 17 players. Kat, it's been one of them, Zakowski. It'll be interesting to see whether or not they can get into that, that A-team squad because bringing in Suter means that we've now got Arfield, Wright, Jack, Suter and McLaughlin. All his locally trained players but not at Rangers, and we can only have four of them in counting to take you down to that 17. So one of them needs to right. be in the other 17. So you'll only get 16 other places up for grab. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the squad list is, because that'll give you an indication, I think, and who's definitely heading out the door, unless obviously an injury maybe changes Gio's mind if he knows he's not going to be fit. Yeah, Scotia's is great at that, isn't he? I mean, like pulling things like that out of nowhere, man. Like, oft, absolutely, right out of the top draw with that, Scotia, and you're spot on, mate. Absolutely spot on. It's going to be really interesting to see that. Um, something we'll probably discuss on Friday, I would imagine. So, um, right, we'll move on to this season itself, uh, and we'll we'll do a wee bit of a, a wee bit of a laugh just now to see if any of us can get any we are close to how this season's going to go. So, first of all, I'll come to you, Alistair. Um, we're going to see if we are correct. I think Scotia, did you say to me, and I might be making this up, mate? Did you say to me that you're going to keep track of who we pick as like man of the match or something, or the teams that we pick? Did you say that to me? Yeah, when we do club previews and obviously when we do select our teams in club deck corner, what I'll do is I'll keep a note of everyone who's everyone players that we've picked, and then we'll see who's got the most correct by the end of the season. Do the same with the goals scored, and then I do the same with the man of the matches. Yeah, do we get a prize? I I'll buy no. his I'll buy his a coffee or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy his a coffee. Be a buy me a coffee. Buy me a coffee dot com, which you can do for the podcast, by the way. Seamless link and everything there. Uh, right, Ali. First off, you're going to predict who's your player of the year going to be and why. Ooh. I'm going to go for. I was thinking this one earlier when I was in the car. John Lundstrom. I think is going to be player of the season because I think 
Why did he not plan now. these things? Why <laughs> yep. do we not plan these things? Yes, okay. Well, we'll find right, out. I'll we'll find out. If we all right. pick the same yep. guy, if we all pick the same guy, then yeah, it doesn't really matter, to be yeah. honest. But well, I can tell I'm by Ryan's to... face that Ryan also picked John Lindstrom. <laughs> Me and Ryan are basically the same person. That's why we just think the same. <laughs> but um, no, John, John, John Lindstrom for me, and it's quite bizarre for me to say that now because if you rewind six, eight months ago, I was wanting him out the door. Um, but I just think he slot. We found a position for him in this team where he just slots in lovely. He can slot in with a back line sometimes. He comes forward. He gets it here. Um, I always love that video with Bassey going to pick up one of their players off the ground and Lundstrom went up to it. No, leave him there. That's what I want. That's the type of desire I want. And he's got it, Lundstrom. And um, yeah, I think he could have a big season. I really do. And um, aye, John Lundstrom for me. That's fair enough, mate. I had picked Lundstrom myself as well, but followed closely behind that. It's maybe a bit left field, but I'm going to pick Lawrence as my um, player of the year. Uh, I've been very impressed with what I've seen of him so far. And yeah, I'll go a wee bit left field because I think he could find himself in pretty dangerous positions um, going forward. And I think he looks like he's going to be the support to the front line. So I think he could be pretty crucial. So yeah, I'll go a wee bit left field. It was Lundstrom. I did pick Lundstrom, but to be different, I will go for I'll go for Lawrence. Um, I'd imagine Scotia didn't pick Lundstrom, so Scotia, I'll come to you next and it'll give Ryan a wee bit of time to think about who he's going to pick because I know Ryan picked Lundstrom by his face. Do we need to change? Because I picked Lundstrom as well. So that oh, no, you can't. Don't need if we're all going to pick Lundstrom, we might as well just pick Lundstrom. But no, I mean, you pick Lundstrom as well, mate. On you go. That's fine. I know in, in terms of player of the year, then yeah, it needs to be Lundstrom, particularly given the, the game that he came on to, particularly under Geo last season. And watching him in the two pre-seasons games at Ibrox this season, I've been really impressed with him. Like stuff that he was doing off the ball and things like that, you see a wee bit better when you're actually at the game watching it. And I thought, no, you've carried this on from from last season. And to maybe give you a wee bit of an inclination, one of the answers to your next couple of questions will be, I think Lundstrom gives you that both domestically and in Europe, um, which I think is really, really important to, be, to get that player of the year. So no, I don't see, I can't see past Lundstrom. Although I do see your kind of theory around Lawrence. I was just trying to be a wee bit different, to be honest. <laughs> I do. It is going to be low. I think it's going to be Lundstrom. Ryan? John Lundstrom. John Lundstrom, <laughs> I just think, see the way he played against West Ham. He was my man of match against West Ham. I thought he controlled the game. He was taking the ball off defence. He was linking everything up through the midfield. His attitude, everything is just spot on with John Lundstrom. I love watching him playing football. I love that he's ours. And I just think he looks as if he's picked off up from where he left off last season. And if he stays fit, I can't see him not having a good season. You know, I literally can't see it. Um, I'm running out of spellers to, to say about Lundstrom because he really is just everything I want to see in a, a centre midfielder. And he hits a shot from outside the box as well. It's a big thing for me. And I fancy him to get a few goals this season. So, yes, John Lundstrom, I think, will be player of the year for Rangers. Fair enough, mate. Uh, I do also think the first 45 minutes of the Tottenham game, he'd done a hell of a job keeping Harry Kane quiet. Every time Harry Kane got the ball, Lundstrom was literally on top of him. Uh, very impressed with, with Lundstrom. I do think it is going to be Lundstrom. I do, but I will say Lawrence if I want to be slightly different. Uh, so, yeah. 
But yeah, no, I, I think that says everything about John Lundstrom right now and how we all feel about him. And Ali's spot on as well. It's amazing the change in that because I was ready for packing him. I think it was Middlesbrough he was linked to. I was like, I'll give him a lift if he wants. Like, generally, I'll give him a lift. But what a turnaround. Generally, what a turnaround. Let's go, shall I come to you sec- uh, for this one, mate, for the second one? Who's going to be the top goal scorer? Right, I'm going to go for uh, Cholak has been the top goal scorer, and my my main my main reasoning behind this is that obviously Alfie won't be back up playing regularly, probably until about the end of August, I'd imagine, start of September. So there's a fair amount of games in that period, and the first season is going to be success. Su- excuse me, the first season is going to be su- successful as I want it to be. <laughs> then we'll need to be we'll need to be scoring, and I want um and you know Cholak is going to need to be a, a huge factor in that. So I'm hoping he gets off to a perfect start and the, the proper game's coming up. And then it gives Gio a bit of a headache or he gives them the option of playing both Alfie and Cholak up front together at times. Cracking shout. Ryan, who's going to be your top goal scorer? Top goal scorer this year will be James Tavernier. VAR is coming in. We're going to get more penalties. There's ah. going to be a bigger meltdown than ever. Um, so penalty to Rangers, James Tavernier is going to score plenty of them. And I also think, joking aside, I think Tavernier is going to benefit from a right midfielder being there as well, a uh, right winger. I think we're going to see goals from Tavernier this year. So, um, and I think he, I think he needs to look at scoring more goals as well. What did he, he didn't get that many last season? Was it in domestically? Still, I right, think but... he's got. Ah, he's still all right, but I'm I'm looking for a 55 season again. I'm looking for that because he's got it in his locker. We've seen it in Europe. The way he can burst forward and just get to that back post. And yeah, I think James Tavernier, top goal scorer this year. Just fair enough. I am going to go with... Uh, I toyed with this one. I'm going to go for Alfredo Morelos to have the season of his life once he gets fit. He's going to come back better than ever, and he's going to score about forty goals. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going to give it to the buff uh, because I love him and I can't wait to see him back. Ali, same as you, Morelos. <laughs> he's back in September. He's going to play. He's the main man. That's it, Ryan. He's um... that's it. Yeah, but I do see Scotia's thinking. I think Cholak will get quite a lot of game time this season. If we're going to be competing in four fronts, um, I can see him playing a lot of games, Cholak. So Scotia could be correct come the end of the season. And you never know, they might go with the two of them up top if they try to try it out one time. So uh, Scotia could be right with Cholak. But no, I, I'm going with the main man, Alfie. Um, Alfredo he's my top Morelos. Nice one. Uh, right, Ryan, I'll come to you, mate, for this one. Uh, the last one of this wee bit, anyway, is who's the who, who do you think will be the unsung hero or the surprise package of the season? I don't think it'll be a, it'll be a surprise package. I don't think it would be. I don't think that's what I'm putting his, his tag on him. But it was for me in the 55 season, he hit the level that, and I don't think he quite got the recognition, but Connor Goldson. I think Connor Goldson will. He's, I think he's a great player and, and I've got to say that I slated him when he came out with that comment after the Hibs game but he showed a huge set of balls to come out with that comment and after that he put in the performances as well. He's took a lot of criticism for his um, for the contract situation which he's entitled to do. Rangers let it run down and it's a big decision for him to, to, to sign up again so I think Conor Goldson will be Solid for us this year. He's always there. He wants to play as many. Him and Tav are very similar. They don't want to miss a minute. They don't want to be subbed off. They don't want to rotate. 
they want to play every single game and I don't know how many games he played last year. It's, he must have been he must have been 60, 61. but he's 61. was it? 61. Yeah, he's just a he's just a constant for us, and he's very rarely plays poorly. If he gives a goal away or has a bad a bad half, he always makes up with it. I think he's a great defender, and I'm glad he signed up. And I fancy him to have a really good season this year. The truth. We'll love you for that, mate, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Ali, <laughs> Ali, you can go next, mate. Kind of similar to Ryan. This guy had a very good season two seasons ago, and last season was a wee bit off the boil. But I think Gio likes this guy as a player. In pre-season, I've been impressed with him, and I think he could be a big part this season going forward, especially in Europe. So Glenn Kamara, for me, I think will be the unsung hero. Fair enough, mate. Um, Scotia, you can go. I'll go last, mate. Pretty much just take what Ali said, cut, copy and repeat. <laughs> really, yeah, Kamara. Kamara for me as well. Um, yeah, I, I, should, think... I should always make Ali go last, mate, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. Because I agree with what he was saying there. Because I was thinking back, I think I might even, when we were doing our end-of-season awards, I don't know if I picked Kamara as my kidney. Or he was definitely in the reckoning for being an unsung hero last season because he was good, but he just wasn't as good as domestically last season as he had been the previous. But he was really good in Europe, so I expect if he stays around till the end, once the window's shut, if he's still about, then I could see it being Kamara. That's fair enough. I will go with, or oh, I'll go with Ryan Kent. I'll go with Ryan Kent. I think Ryan Kent could be crucial, and I think the addition to Lawrence to the team. And that surprise package is probably the wrong thing. We all know what Ryan Kent is capable of, but I think everybody's eyes are drawing to, drawn to other things within the team just now. So I think, um, for me, I think Ryan Kent's going to flourish with the players that he's going to have around him, with Tillman, with Lawrence, even Matondo on the right-hand side. I think it'll maybe take a wee bit of pressure off Ryan Kent and you could maybe see him flourish. Plus, he's already scored a goal. I mean, it's not took him like seven months of the season to get a goal. Is it, was it about seven months that he scored a goal? I think it was, wasn't it, last season? So, yeah, no, uh, that's great. Brilliant. So just before we wrap up, lads, I realised the... We could just go on and talk, couldn't we? Really, for all night. But um, we'll just we'll we'll think what we'll have a we talk about what we think this whole season as a whole uh, is going to be like. Um, Ali, I'll come to you first um, about Europe. What do you consider a success this year for Rangers in Europe? Get to the group stages of Champions League. That's success for me. And then, at very worst, finishing third in that group and dropping into Europa League. Um, so that's. We need champ. We've been in Europa League last four seasons. Last season was brilliant. Every year, every year it's been progression in that in that competition. But we want to get into the big one, which is Champions League, and it's going to be hard to do it with these qualifiers. But for me, it's to get into that Champions League. I think we have the team now to do it. Um, we know what we're up against in the first qualifier, and potentially we'll know soon who's in the second qualifier. And I think we can do it. But to get into group stages of Champions League, that's that's success for me. Yeah, I would agree. I think that is I think that is absolutely the success um is to get to the to get to the group stages of the Champions League. Scotia, what about you? What do you think what do you think's the bare minimum? I'll change it a wee bit. What do you think's the bare minimum of Rangers this season in Europe? It's a difficult one to answer because you're kind of using the word success and failure. If you, one's not a success, yeah. is it a failure? Yeah. I don't think it really is. Because I think say worst comes to the worst and we don't get into the Champions League group stages. 
but we still make it to say the quarter semi-finals of the Europa League. That's not a failure, and it still be classed as a success. But right here, right now, a success for me would be like yours into the group stages. Um, I think we've got a fairly decent chance of potentially being in pot three of the Champions League if we qualify and if Benfica don't get through their rounds, we'll definitely and we get through, we'll definitely be in the, um, pot three. Um, but I'd really, really want us to get into the Champions League group stages. Want that music back. Want to go to see some of these grounds. We've only got about four years left to get back to the San Siro before uh, the Milan clubs move. So um, I'd, I'd like to face them at some point as well. So yeah, group stages, please. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, it probably is just all about the music, isn't it, this year, really? It is all about the music. I would love to. I, I can't let myself think about it. I, honestly, I can't. It's... Because I, I, I can't handle disappointment if we don't make it. No. I hate the qualifiers. I think we spoke about this on Saturday. I can't stand them. I know we're all the same, but you, your, your team's not getting any momentum going into the qualifiers. If, if, if you were playing a qualifier at the end of May there, you'd be like, oh, we'll beat anyone because the momentum's there. There's just no momentum built yet, and that's what makes me anxious, gets me worried. And I think they're going to be very, very difficult. I think this first one is going to be difficult to get through. I hope they just prove me wrong. I hope they just smash them on Tuesday and kill it in the first in the first day, the first leg. But I think this team will be hard to beat. Um, so success, I echo what the guys have said and you've said, is get to group stages of the Champions League and we are off to flyer this season. It would be a dream come true and I would take anyone, anyone in the group stages. I would literally take... A dream for me would be like Real Madrid, AC Milan and, I don't know, Blantyre Vicks, whatever you want. Um, I'll take anyone as long as we get as long as we get a couple of big fish and heal that Champions League at Ibrox because there is no atmosphere on this planet like Rangers in a Champions League night. Grinning like a Cheshire cat here, mate. No, you're, you're spot on. Uh, it's been far too long, absolutely far too long. I do think if you get to the group stages of the Champions League, I still, I'm still convinced that Gio went to the market again. I think you'll go in and buy a striker. I do. I think you. I, I think we are. We're saying we are done for just now, uh, and we probably are done for just now. But I think if we get group stages, I think you'll be turning around to Ross Wilson and going, "Okay, see him. That's him. Go get him. Thank you very much." Harry Kane. Yes, Harry Kane. Yes, he'll be on the cheap anyway. Uh, so domestically, just to finish up, Ryan, I'll come back to you, mate. The league is obviously a given. We have to win the league. We always have to win the league. Um, however, would you? Would you give up the cups to, in order to? It's always a funny question. Would you give up the cups in order to guarantee Champions League group stage football? Give up the two, win the league, give up the two domestic the cups to get Champions League. No bother. Yes, I would. I would, Carly. <laughs> um, there is no no doubt about that. But I want the group stages and I want a treble. I am greedy. I want Rangers to win a treble <laughs> this season. I do. This is what Rangers are about. Rangers are about winning trophies, and we've just started doing it again. After a long period of time of of being absent, absent in that uh, trophy room, and it's time for Rangers to start racking up those trophies again. I want a treble this year. Um, it does sound greedy, but I think that's got to be a target. I really do. But yes, we could just maybe let the cups go if we can get in that group stage. I would let it happen, I suppose. Yeah, Scotia. I think I'd probably settle for a double if I'm going to be honest. I think. A bare minimum for a Rangers team uh, is the league and the cup. Um, Scottish Cup, League Cup, take your pick. Probably the Scottish Cup if I had to pick one because I always always uh, hedge into the, the summer on a, a, on a high. But are you the same, mate, that the league's a must and 
if you get Champions League group football, then the cups don't matter too much. No, I, I get what you're saying there, and you know, in normal normal circumstances, and when you're playing a sort of normal league, then trebles are really really difficult to come by. Um, you know, we've not done it all that often. You know, when was the last time you got a treble? What was that? The McLeish season? Yeah, yeah. Three. Oh, three. Was it 0-3-0-4? Yeah, so it's been a while since then. So yeah, I would ideal to get a, a treble, but I would take a double if it was given to me. But yeah, you want to guarantee Champions League football this stage and also winning that league gets it for the next season as well. Yeah. Um, and the league, the league, it's not the League Cup. Uh, the last few seasons, the League Cup's kind of been used as a barometer of where the teams are at because it's always played before Christmas. But obviously, with the World Cup this season, the League Cup finals not until the end of February. So I'm not that bothered about the League Cup this year. So Scottish Cup and Premier League double would do me. Do you, Ali, I take it you want Rangers to win the Champions League, the World Cup, the <laughs> World Club Cup, the a treble, uh, and whatever else. Glasgow Cup. Glasgow Cup. Nah. The well, Rumors team beat Celtic in that they had left at the weekend. Oh, did they? I oh, sure they did. The two two one, wasn't it? Two one. Two one, I think. Aye. Yeah. No, I'd be I'd be happy with that. Winning the league and getting the Champions League this season, I'd be I'd be quite happy with that. Um, to be greedy, I would want a cup, the Scottish Cup, out of the two of them. Um, but we need to get the league back. To, for me, that's a priority. So I'll take I'll take losing the cups just to get the league back this season and get Champions League. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's probably the better. Not the bare minimum. I, 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 see, I hate saying things like the Rangers fan and I expect Rangers to win absolutely everything. Uh, but a, a great season would be group stage football in the Champions League and the league. Uh, but the league is just a must. Always always is and always will be. Uh, that'll do us for tonight, gentlemen. Good to be back. Um, I see we've, we've went an hour there. We're too used to doing live shows, I think. So we're, we're creeping up in our time. Um, Ali, thank you very much for your time tonight, mate. No problem. Tomorrow's Wednesday, so we're halfway through the week and much closer to Saturday to the proper football kicking off. So I can't wait for Saturday. Um, bye. Good to be here in a, a club deck corner after all these months. After all these months, yes. Scotia, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, cheers, Carney. After you saying about players coming in at the Champions League, if we if we get in at the group stages for us, does that mean that we reserve the right to change our selections for top goal scorer and the likes? Once no. the transfer window shuts, no, no, it's locked in. No, right, no, because no because we're going to. Ryan's just said we're going to sign Harry Kane, mate. So obviously we pick <laughs> Harry Kane for every everything. So <laughs> no, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> cheers, cheers, Ryan. Cheers, mate. That was good. Um, I'm just like you. Kind of wait till the action starts, and if we can change our player of the year, I will take Lewis Ferguson when he comes in in January on a loan deal. Oh, just, man. It's not happening. Go over it. Build a bridge, mate, and go over it. It's not happening. Uh, brilliant. No, it's good to be back. Um, remember, if you would like to support uh, support the podcast, continue to help us grow, you can join the YouTube channel for as little as 99p or £1.99 uh, to really support us reach the next level. You can also buy the podcast a coffee uh, and sign up to the Coffee Buy membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links 
for that are below. And finally, as a thank you for sticking around with us to the end of the pod, if you go to 22merch.bigcartel.com, use the code podcast, you'll get 10% off your order. As always, please like the videos, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel if you would be so kind. We are getting closer and closer to 3,000. It would be good to get there uh, soon, maybe halfway through the season. That would be absolutely great before the World Cup. So if you could do that, we really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Uh, and whatever you listen to us, if you could drop us a wee five-star rating, that would also be very much appreciated. You've got no idea how that wee click makes such a difference to us. Helps us get out to as many bells as possible as well. So we will be back on Friday as the live preview pod returns, uh, as well as the team predictions. And as I mentioned earlier, Scotia is going to keep a track of this so we can actually look a wee bit professional when it comes to the end of the season. And we can see if MD's actually won or got anywhere near close to winning. Uh, so yeah, that'll do us. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and I'll speak to you all on Friday. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>